Hello. You're listening to the audio version of Parkrun magazine. Thanks so much for joining us. This audio mag is a place to find out more about leading a happier and healthier lifestyle, as well as hearing from the communities and people at the heart of Parkrun events across the United Kingdom. Welcome to episode six, the final episode of series four of the audio version of Parkrun magazine. During this series, we're sharing some of the stories that featured in issue four of the printed edition of the magazine. In this episode, we'll find out what happens before parkrunners turn up at the event on Saturday and Sunday mornings and join the Park Walk Party in Sheffield. But first, it's always nice to catch up with friends and family at Parkrun or to meet new people. But Parkrun actually plays a massive role in combating social isolation. Experiencing loneliness can feel debilitating. Figures from the Campaign to End Loneliness and the Office of National Statistics suggest that 3.3 million people in the UK say they often or always feel lonely. That's a million more people than felt this way before the COVID-19 pandemic. Coming along to Parkrun or Junior Parkrun is one way to alleviate some of those feelings of loneliness. And we're not just saying that because this is Parkrun magazine. During the summer of 2023, journalist Minreet Kaur spoke to people for whom Parkrun has made a real difference. Here's her story. Loneliness can sometimes engulf you. You should never blame yourself for feelings of loneliness or difficult emotions. But feeling lonely can seem like an impossible situation. Some of the loneliest people in our society are also some of the most vulnerable. According to the NHS... Chronic loneliness can increase the risk of conditions such as dementia and mental health conditions such as stress, anxiety, low mood and depression. Parkrun Health and Wellbeing Ambassador Dr Simon Tobin doubles down on this point. For me as a GP, I've been increasingly aware of social isolation and loneliness as something that concerns me, he says. There's a wealth of medical evidence out there that social isolation and loneliness are both linked to poor outcomes medically. It's quite significant. Your risk of heart disease is increased. Your risk of mental health problems is increased. It's an important risk factor that we don't think of. What does loneliness mean? Broadly speaking, there are three main types of loneliness. Emotional loneliness, a lack of emotional attachment to someone like a close friend or partner. Social loneliness, a lack of friends to go out with or who share your hobbies and interests. And existential loneliness, a sense of being in a room full of people you know, yet still feeling alone. Of course, it takes courage to take the first steps towards increasing social contact. But being outside is one way to start. Natalie McCandless is a cognitive behavioural therapist. Being in nature provides people the opportunity of getting away from stresses gives people the chance to be mindful and in the moment, as well as being away from excessive traffic and noise, she says. This really helps people to become more regulated and therefore more open to engaging with others. So being outside can perhaps help you to begin a social interaction. Getting active, even by a small amount, may also be beneficial. Engaging in behaviours that connect us to nature and others can be extremely beneficial to combat loneliness, Natalie McCandless explains. 
When we engage in a physical activity such as walking or running, it releases endorphins into the body, which make us feel happier. And when we feel happier, we are more likely to engage with other people, including strangers. Furthermore, doing an activity where you have a shared experience with others creates a common ground for opening up a discussion. Dr. Simon Tobin has a similar point of view about shared experiences. Humans are tribal people, he says. We like to group together and we feel really uncomfortable if we're not in a group. There are people who struggle to mix and find it difficult, but there's something magical about Parkrun that allows even timid, introverted people to feel involved. You can just turn up, there's no pressure to speak, but there are opportunities for social connection. The tiny opportunities really, really matter. There are many contributing factors to chronic loneliness, but among them are low income, being single and or living alone, having a long-term disability and having recently experienced prejudice. In Laura Davis's case, loneliness was triggered when she went back to work after maternity leave. I felt quite alone and the thoughts I had, I felt no one else had, explained the 34-year-old. Parkrun has definitely helped, as running in general has. During the dip in my mental health, two friends used to drag me along to Parkrun. Everyone was very friendly and chatty. After going more frequently, I'd get talking to more people. I've made a lot of friends through Parkrun. Laura is now part of a large group that meets weekly and gather after Parkrun for coffee and says these people are now some of her closest friends. Andrea Fieldhouse James, aged 27, experiences anxiety and has suffered from mental health issues on and off since she was a teenager. She moved from Bristol to Wiltshire for a new job and this was a big shock to the system. She had never lived in a village before. When she ended up in a relationship that was emotionally abusive, she began to feel lonely. Moving away from the relationship coincided with Andrea coming along to Parkrun. Running has helped my mental health, she says. Parkrun gives me confidence to run. Everyone I've spoken to is lovely. The volunteers give me motivation when I feel like giving up. And even though I don't know everyone at Parkrun, I feel their support. Parkrun has changed my life. It gives me routine. Every Saturday, I know I will see a lot of smiling faces, strangers who are with me, supporting me, running with me. She adds, I joined Vegan Runners, which again makes me feel connected. Also, my mum joined me for her first park run recently and I helped her achieve her personal best. The support Andrea feels, even though she may not know the names of the people encouraging her, is a great example of how seemingly small social connections can boost mental health and confidence. Dr Simon Tobin explains that these minor interactions, even just people chewing the fat, are really important. Little human connections really matter, he says. We're not discussing really big issues or offloading really personal stuff, but it's really important. How was your park run? You look like you put some effort in. Have you travelled to be here? He believes that the park run model, where everyone who completes the course has contact with a volunteer handing out tokens and, if they choose to, a barcode scanner, helps to facilitate these connections. It would be totally possible to give people a chip time and your results automatically sorted, he says. But that takes away the whole point. People go to a barcode scanner and have a brief social interaction. And without that, Park Run would lose a tremendous opportunity for people to connect with others. Andy James started coming along to Park Run in 2015. 
The 47-year-old from Bournemouth has completed more than 300 park runs to date. After his relationship broke down, Andy felt lonely and wanted to find a way to combat his feelings. Parkrun gives me a reason to get up, he explains. It's helped me with my mental health and it's given me a purpose to stop crying. I've made really good friends through Parkrun and it's changed my life. Although Andy's feelings of loneliness haven't completely disappeared, being around people helps to fill the gap. Tony Cunningham is a regular park runner. He lost his wife to cancer in 2021. I did a fundraiser in June of that year for cancer research, explains the 73-year-old from Coventry. The following year, still feeling quite lonely, I thought I still had something to offer in terms of charity. So I contacted Molly Ollies, a marvellous charity that aims to grant wishes for children with life-threatening illnesses. The aim of my fundraiser was to walk 10 miles a day every day throughout the year, which I exceeded by far. During the course of the year, I was invited by some of the marshals to take part in Parkrun and include my mileage into my daily total. I am glad I decided to accept the invitation because the community spirit within Parkrun is so uplifting and it gave me a sense of belonging. The fundraiser finished at the end of 2022, and while Tony still feels a degree of loneliness, he has continued to come along to Parkrun. I look forward to Saturdays, to getting back to that community spirit, he says. Back in 2017, musician Taylor Jackama was suffering from loneliness. It was winter, and she was working and didn't have time to get active regularly. One day I tried Parkrun, she remembers. I wish I had done it sooner. It was the perfect combination, an activity that I already enjoyed at an appointed time each week that I could build into my schedule with lots of other people doing the same thing. People from all walks of life with just one thing in common, 5k on a Saturday morning. Taylor really values the social aspects of Parkrun. I've since joined a running club and do various events with them, she explains, and my partner and I run together too. But nothing is quite like Parkrun for resetting my real-life social networking setting. I have what feels like a lifelong struggle with my work-life balance, and Parkrun has become a lifeline. Even on weeks when pretty much all I do is work, I know I can turn up at Parkrun and share a run and a smile with whoever else turns up. I don't have to feel particularly social, sometimes I really don't. But I know that if I turn up, there will be people to chat to and have a laugh. I love that I can go to any parkrun anywhere and I feel like I belong. Laura Blackwell has been going to parkrun since 2013. Her husband is in retail and regularly works Saturdays and Sundays. Often, she would find herself on her own for some or all of the weekend. After I had my eldest child in 2015, I found the weekends to be really long, she recalls. If my husband was at work, I would feel quite lonely and it would just be me and my daughter. We managed to buy a second-hand running buggy and I started going back to parkrun with my daughter and running with her in the buggy. Combating loneliness wasn't the reason I originally started going, Laura says. It was curiosity, I think. The concept intrigued me and it got me hooked. Going out to parkrun, whether that's a Saturday or a junior parkrun on a Sunday, provides us all with social interaction that we wouldn't otherwise get and is just enough to make the weekends feel a bit less lonely and isolated, especially if I have my children by myself. We've made lots of friends through Parkrun, and it's nice to know we'll see friendly and familiar faces if we go along. Dr Simon Tobin reinforces the point about friendship. 
Small relationships spring up through the connections that have been forged through Parkrun, he says. Dr Tobin's own father has been volunteering every week for the past couple of years. He's nearly 87, says Simon. It gets him walking a couple of miles on a Saturday. When we walk back, he's noticeably more chatty and bubbly than when we arrived. For my dad, being needed and mattering and having a role is really important. As you get older, it's really hard to do that. It's really important to have something to get up in the morning for or something to look forward to, a reason to exist. If you're feeling lonely or you know someone who's become socially isolated, taking the first steps to joining a parkrun community might help. You can just come along to watch. You don't have to talk to anyone straight away, but a small social interaction may make a real difference. When you arrive at Parkrun on a Saturday or Sunday, did you know that someone has already walked, jogged or cycled around the course, looking for hazards or issues and making sure the event can go ahead safely? Let's find out a bit more about what the Event Day Course Check volunteer does. Before each Saturday 5K or Sunday Junior Parkrun, the Event Day Course Check volunteer carries out a full recce of the course to check that it is safe to use and is free from anything that may make it unsafe for participants. If there are small hazards that can be safely cleared, for example litter, then the course checker and other volunteers may do this. If there are larger hazards that can't be cleared, muddy sections, fallen branches, they will inform the run director. The run director will make the decision either to divert the course safely around the hazard, informing park runners in the welcome brief, or, if the course is unsafe, cancel the event. For this reason, the course check takes place on the day of the event, as close to the start time as reasonably possible. Shane Langan is on the core team at Ali Pally Park Run in London. Ali Pally is short for Alexandra Palace. Our landowner has a number of security gates. He explains, so one of the first things we do each week is make sure the relevant ones are open. Ali Pali Parkrun has two courses, winter, three laps, and summer, two. The winter course is mostly on asphalt and gravel, whereas the summer course also includes a forest section and grass, which can get quite muddy. Alexandra Palace hosts a lot of festivals, so if there is an event or concert taking place, the course checker also has to make sure the whole course is available and safe to use. The core team and the landowner work closely together when major events are scheduled. We have a very good landowner, says Shane. They have been absolutely brilliant to us over the years. Even day course check is just one of the many volunteer roles available at Parkrun. If you fancy giving any role a go, get in touch with your local team. All the jobs are straightforward and there's always someone around to give you a hand if you need it. Parkrun and Junior Parkrun are an important part of so many people's weekend mornings. Volunteers work hard behind the scenes to make sure each event takes place safely and enjoyably. Ambassadors are volunteers who work with events and the Parkrun staff team to support Parkruns and Junior Parkruns around the country. Ambassadors are often members of event teams too. During each series of the Parkrun Audio magazine, we like to catch up with a Parkrun ambassador. In this episode, we meet Hannah Perrin, whose home Parkrun is Walmer and Deal Seafront in Kent. 
She's an event support ambassador, recycling queen, and lover of seaside park runs. Her words are voiced by an actor. Hannah, how did you start volunteering with Park Run? I found my tribe at Pegwell Bay Park Run. I distinctly remember going into the car park. I arrived mega early because I wasn't quite sure where I was going, or what happened, or how it worked, or anything like that. There was a small crowd of people and I remember going up very nervously saying, Hello, is this park run? Natalie, who was the event director at the time, enthusiastically said, Yes, are you new? She was so welcoming and the team was so amazing at explaining how everything worked, what they did, who they were, where to go, that kind of thing. And that was the start of it. Do you have a favourite volunteer role? It's really hard to decide. I think my favourite must be doing the first time as welcome. I just love spreading the parkrun love and bringing new folks into the fold with enthusiasm and openness. What do you do as an ambassador? My ambassador story is slightly odd because I was appointed at the beginning of 2020. I became an ambassador and then everything shut down. Now, of course, things have come back to life. I'm an event support ambassador and I have a set of events that I look after, which are fab. It's been lovely to get more involved and visit lots of different park runs, mostly around the Kent coast. By the time this episode of the audio magazine comes out, Dover Waterfront Park Run will be up and running, or walking or volunteering. We're using the new pier, which is really cool. The interesting thing about that, though, is because it's a new pier, it doesn't appear on some online maps yet. So on the course map, it looks as if you go along the seafront and then swim or walk on water for the middle kilometre. But I assure you, the pier is definitely there. What do event teams ask you? It depends. Everything's fairly straightforward because most of the events I look after are very well established. But sometimes something unusual comes up that they haven't dealt with before, perhaps a question from a member of the public. With the Dover Waterfront Park Run, I've been training the core team from scratch. So we started with the ethos and philosophy of Parkrun and then moved into the practicalities of setting up an event and keeping it going. What do you do besides Parkrun? I'm head of education for a national veterinary association. I teach vets about leadership and management and communication skills. Working in the veterinary sector can be emotional and quite stressful at times. So Parkrun and our Parkrun community are a real release for me. I also make things by recycling old Parkrun high-vis jackets. I've made a couple of little bears who have become Parkrun mascots. Do you go along to Junior Parkrun? Absolutely, yes. I'm a run director at Junior Parkrun. It's very friendly, very social. We'll go for coffee and breakfast afterwards. It's a little slice of joyness to start Sunday morning. The thing about Parkrun that sometimes people don't know is that you don't have to run. You might have heard of Park Walkers, the volunteers who walk the course, chatting with other walkers if they want. Lucy Maris from Millhouse's Parkrun in Sheffield explains more, voiced here by an actor. The Parkrun party at the back is a great thing to behold and an even greater thing to be part of. The new role of Park Walker is a fabulous asset to park runs everywhere, not just because the powder blue is the most flattering of all the volunteer high-vis options, fact, but also because volunteering as a park walker delivers the ultimate feel-good hit. 
Walking and talking in the great outdoors as an integral part of your local park run before a post-park run coffee and catch-up, what's not to like? Is talking and walking talking? Whatever it is, the role will set you up for the weekend ahead. The park walker is there to support and encourage walkers. In practice, this often means sharing a laugh or putting the world to rights with fellow walkers in a mutually beneficial 5k. Some walkers prefer to walk alone, and that's fine too. Encouragement doesn't mean trying to get walkers to run or hounding them if they are seeking tranquility, but it does mean letting everyone walking park run know that walking is okay, at whatever pace is comfortable. Not all disabilities are visible, and not all walkers aspire to run, or chat for that matter. I'm an experienced park runner with more than 300 park runs under my belt, but can still be haunted by the Am I too slow? Voice inside my head. Volunteering as a parkwalker gets me out and, big bonus, hopefully makes others realise parkrun can include them too. To walk away, parkrunners everywhere. Keep rocking the powder blue and let's gather more walkers as we go. What a fantastic, upbeat way to finish the series. Thanks so much to Lucy for her story. If you fancy joining the Park Walk Party, come along to your local event. That's the end of this series of the audio version of Park Run magazine. We really hope you've enjoyed being able to listen to some of the stories we shared in issue four of the printed magazine. Don't forget, if you've not heard series one, two or three, they're also available. Thank you for listening to Park Run Magazine. We hope you like the features and enjoyed our simple ways to take steps towards a happier and healthier life. To find out more about your local Park Run event or collect a free copy of the printed magazine, head over to magazine.parkrun.com. Park Run Magazine is created by Park Run with the audio version made possible through editing and audio adaptation by Imogen Lees and production by Light the Wind Media and Runcom. If you enjoyed listening, please remember to subscribe, leave a review or share it with others. That's all for this episode. We hope you enjoy the next one.